Ever thought about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today. Liberty Home Mortgage Corporation for all your home mortgage needs. Reach out to them at libertyhomemortgage.org or call them at 440-665-7627. That's Liberty Home Mortgage. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Undeniable. I am sitting across from Hesh Sagafi. Hesh, how are you? Doing great. A lot greater with you sitting here by me because you're, oh. always, you're always a motivator to me. So oh, God I bless you. Well, we had a great uh, conversation off and we're going to have a great one online. Uh, but Hesh, I, I am just so incredibly impressed with this pa- palace that we're sitting in and the atmosphere that you've created here. When we walked in, I love the champions. Oh, you like that right? over the door? I appreciate it. But also, also the you know all the Halloween yeah. <laughs> of paraphernalia, the, of the ghosts and the the, right. the graveyard and all that kind of stuff. But it just you know how many wrestlers that you employ and you know with me being one of the founders of wrestlers and business network that's what we wanted to right. do and create right. really a powerhouse not only of commerce but also of um you know community right, right? right. Uh, social services right. uh uh political power right. you know to get things done right to help not only our sport but also the people that came out of our sport right. and in turn others right right so how many are you employing we're almost up to 300 people now. Holy um, we're in 42 states and have almost 300, up to about 300 employees. I mean, it started seven years ago, November of 14 is when I opened the company. Okay. It was just myself. And, and, and the DBA name, how do you how do you actually market the name? Well, it's Liberty Home Mortgage. Okay, so that's, that's um, the name. Gotcha. You know, years ago, I worked for a company called uh, First Liberty. Sure. And I liked the word Liberty because it was common. Sure. You know, and the and we we of course have the Liberty Bell as our yeah, as yeah, our yeah. brand. Yeah. So so the Liberty Bell by itself was brand. It's of course it's branded. You learned sure. it when you were in elementary school, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then the name Liberty. Yeah. And then home mortgage was pretty simple. Sure. And um, quite honestly, I get a lot of people to this day will say, "Hush, I've 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 always heard of Liberty Home Mortgage." In my head, I'm thinking, "Well, not really." Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. around for seven years. I've done this twenty two years, of course, but um. But that's where it starts. Here's you know seven years ago when we started. It was myself and Melissa. Okay. Um, Melissa Corey, now Melissa Smith. Nice. Um, it was her and I. Okay. And she was my loan processor, just the two of us. Wow. And we're now up to almost 300 employees. She's the vice president of the company. That's fantastic. And um, I always remember what somebody told me years ago. Yeah. Was the first person you hire should be your manager. Okay. And you okay. know I I've owned a few businesses over my 24 year career of. Doing business, being an entrepreneur, I suppose. And um, with Melissa, I told her, I said, you know what, you're going to be the the person. I couldn't say vice president necessarily. I really have a. I'm not big on job titles, right? But when we hired our first person, which was Ashley Linville, now Ashley Geisinger, Melissa interviewed her, and then would come to me and say, you know, what do you think? It's here and here and here. So naturally, I would say yes, no. Of course, we hired Ashley. Thank goodness, she's incredible herself. But that's where we just started growing from there, and um. It's that that's one of my pieces of advice to business people today is, is when you're small, yeah. this, uh, something I did years ago was when I first opened my first business, well, not my first business, but my first mortgage company in 2002, sure. yeah. um, I started with Tracy and Christina yeah. and, uh, I, and Kelly. So I had the three of them. Well, after like four or five months, I was ready to hire more people. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this saying this to my, my friend, Pat, uh, he's a police officer in Brexville, of course. Yeah. And, um, I said, well, look, 
you know, I'm hiring three more people. So I'm, I'm just be managing those three because these three here, they're taken care of. And Pat would say, well, no, you're managing six. Yeah. And I would say, well, not really. I'm, you know, I've got these three. Well, then we got to a point size wise where I was like, if I, if I make one of them a manager, mm-hmm. the other ones won't really give them so much respect because they all came in together. Yep. And I said, if I bring somebody from the outside, then the people who built this company will mm-hmm. look at it as yeah. this person wasn't here when we we're working out of Hesh's yeah. bedroom at his two bedroom house, right. you know, and some of us couldn't fit in the room. So we'd sit in the basement and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. So I was like, I just got to manage this thing. So I tried to be all things. Yes. Now, of course, at that time also I was 20, 20 29 years old, which when mm-hmm. you're 20, 29, yeah. you think you could take on the whole world, right? <laughs> sure. your shoulders. So this time around, yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Melissa, it was just me and Melissa, Melissa and I said, I said, you're going to be the manager, run this place. Sure. I'm going to be in the background. Sure. And quite honestly, it's, it's worked ridiculously well. So that that's a big fancy. piece of advice I give to business people. Well, again, it's what not to do. hundred percent. Right. And so that's the brilliance of most entrepreneurs is having that scar. It yeah. healed. Yeah. And now, you know, not to get that scar again. Absolutely. You know, and so there's the brilliance and, and also too, what I noticed is and I, and I talked to my brother about this too. They they tend to do this. He has he runs a hedge fund, and you've hired a lot of athletes that are also wrestlers, but yes. also other athletes. I mean, the first athlete I met was a soccer player. Yes, D one soccer yes, player. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And she's going to get married to yeah. a D one wrestler. Yeah, right? this is State. true. Alex you know, Jackson. so you you're seeing that type of quality, that type of determination, that type of loyalty, that type of just foundation that comes with, uh, I think, a D1 athlete. Yeah, we've had a lot of, I mean, there's such a sort of somewhat a melting pot, I suppose you can say, because, you know, Melissa didn't graduate, didn't didn't go to college, didn't graduate from college, four-year school whatever, right? Fair enough. She's the vice president of my company. Fair enough. I trust her with everything. She runs this whole place. But I mean, you know her int- intrinsically. You know her 100%. DNA. You know, so that's different, right? So, yeah. 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 The other, like, I do lean towards college athletes. Okay. Because okay. I do have a belief and I do have experience with this and running businesses for sure over two decades now right. that I could push them differently. I can talk to them differently. Yeah. They have a higher pain threshold somewhat. Mm-hmm. They're more coachable. Yeah. Now, again, that's not to say that people who didn't go to college and who didn't play sports are not. But I do tell people this a lot. I say, if I'm going to hire 1,000 people and I'm going to form two companies, company A, company B, and I'm going to hire 1,000 each one, I'm going to put 1,000 in company A who graduated college, four-year college. I'm going to put 1,000 in company B who only graduated high school. The truth of the matter is the facts are the facts. A company with 1,000 college graduates will outperform statistically the company with 1,000 high school graduates. Now, I've had college grads Mm-hmm. who I've asked myself, how in the world did they even find yeah. the front door to their house this morning? I get it. I and I've get got it. people yeah. who only graduated high school They're who kick, honestly kick should be ass. brain yeah. surgeons, Absolutely. for goodness sake. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, I don't want to isolate or-, or Yeah, but what you've got to do is you have to minimize your time quotient. Have to. Because you only have so many time mm-hmm. hours in the day. And so you have to go with the percentages. You have to. You have hey, to. Thank you very much. You don't, you don't have that? the time. There you go. It's a time, money, quotient, right? There you go. You know, uh, actually, uh, equation, if you will. Yeah. You know, and so you- you're doing that and you're on your way. You're coming along. Yeah, you're coming closing along. in on 300 employees and that is a magnificent success story and thank you for this leadership in Northeast Ohio. We need more people like you. Well, I, I appreciate but it's it's following, it's it's what you taught my brother oh, coaching him in the 70s, 80s, right? Yeah. What I learned by going into college wrestling rooms, practicing, sure. and it's coming up through that. Yeah is what ultimately put me to where I am today. And you're teaching me. 
Well, I well, appreciate it. We're sitting here teaching, teaching, and that's the student becomes a teacher, and that constant, and hopefully I'm going to be teaching others sure. with this podcast, and this is the reason for Undeniable, because you are undeniable, but you forged yourself to be undeniable. And in our first interview, back in the first season of Blood Time, we're going to go into our third season. That's Holy amazing. cow. And we got Richard Jensen. Oh, my goodness. The guy, you know, champion of life. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's going to open up our third season. Wow. But in Undeniable, uh, I wanted to talk to you about what forged you. And I think it was a guy by the name of John Smith. Definitely. Um, definitely. I don't want to assume, but definitely, talk yeah. a little bit about how that, how you just literally crafted yourself and cre uh, curated yourself, you know, the terminology right well, today. Yeah. The one thing, and I've said this a ton in the past, is that for me, the sport of wrestling truly mm -hmm. is really what has made me who I am. True. Now, again, I, I, I have to always start the statement with, you know, first it started with my parents. Then my family, yeah. my friends in the neighborhood I grew up in, of course, my school teachers. Yeah. Um, I go then to Coach Flory in the seventh grade and Coach Prokopovich in the seventh grade. Sure. Um, you know, and I, I go up Over at Normandy, right? Over, well, they're at Hillside Junior High. Okay. Then okay. Coach Villeman, Coach Walder in eighth grade. Sure. Coach Flory and Coach Pro stepped aside and did other things after my seventh grade year. Yeah. Uh, then in ninth grade, of course, Coach Bruce Trammell, which, quick yeah. side note, funny story. My wrestling coach in high school in ninth grade, it ends up that I end up going to Oklahoma State University. Yes, you did. And the athletic yeah. director at the time is Dave Martin, who I'm sitting in Dave's office yeah. when I'm in college now before practice. I always go up to Dave's office before practice. You know, he yeah. was in the, his office was in the arena, whatever. So I always go up there before practice. Right. I sit there and talk, right? Well, I'm looking at Dave's award stand. He's on the phone one time. I'm looking at his award stand when he won the national tournament because he wrestled for Iowa State and he won a national title. Yeah. So he's on the award stand. He hangs up the phone. I said, Dave, I said, Who's that in the second place? He said, that looks like my, like my old high school wrestling coach, for goodness sake. And he says, who's your whole high school wrestling coach? I said, Bruce Trammell. He says, that's Bruce Trammell. I beat him in the national finals. Fantastic. So I go all the way to Oklahoma. Yes, and I remember my that. Yeah. <laughs> beat my ninth grade high school wrestling coach. And of course, fantastic. I had Coach Kudrin in 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Yeah. I, mean, I remember all my coaches. They're, coach Kudrin, to this day, him and I talk. And he messages me on LinkedIn and things awesome. like that and says, I'm proud of you. And I appreciate the post. And Coach Flory still comments on my post. And sure. I, I think, but leading up to John Smith, ultimately, yeah. I mean, it, it, I had great coaches going up to Coach Smith. Yeah. John was a six-time world and Olympic champion. Unbelievable. On the Mount Rushmore wrestling. Yeah. So the thing with John that that ultimately I learned from him and I was lucky to be, I was lucky in that I was with him when he was competing in his last year. Yes. And then I was coached by him when he was done competing and he became a coach. That That is really uh, so a rare air. That's rare air. I was able to catch, yeah, yeah, yeah see yeah. see both sides of it sort of. And sure. um, the bottom line is, is he showed me what it took to be the best at something yes you know it was it was it was being strong but it, it wasn't just john i also had kenny monday oh my Kendall he's over Cross. here now inspire he is he got hired i by gotta Spider get him Center. in i gotta get him in 100 percent. he is he is yeah i mean i i would be remiss if i don't talk about him or mention him it's it's i mean a trailblazer oh uh, i mean the first black yeah olympic wrestling champion in olympic history yes not just for the united states for anywhere for yes. anywhere yes. yes he's the first Crazy. Crazy. I mean, and then and of course talented he's a, out the. He's a three-time Olympic medalist. He it's won crazy. the two-time world, two-time, three-time Olympic world champion. I want to say it is, and I mean, I can watch yeah. for hours on Kenny. No. It's ultimately what I learned from being from them. Imagine being surrounded by Bill Gates, yep. Warren Buffett, mm -hmm. um, Elon Musk. Yeah, name the five. Steve most, Jobs. Steve yeah, Jobs. Yeah, yeah. Put the five highest people mm -hmm. of business in the world. Put them together, mm -hmm. and then imagine you live with them for five years of your life. And actually 
scrap with them. And, they, and you do. They and got you your, their hands them. on you yeah, and yeah. they're paying attention to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was the one thing that was a little bit unique. I remember Kenny actually saying this to me one time yeah. when, when the, our program was suspe- suspended by the NCA. Yeah. I remember Kenny coming to me personally and saying, this program is now on your shoulders. It's a program that I carried and now I can't wrestle. I can't compete anymore for the program. He's, you know, yeah, out. Yeah. And he says, yeah. now it's on you. So it was, imagine... Bill, Steve Jobs coming Fantastic. to you and saying, this yeah. whole company's on your shoulders. I'll show you how I'll guide you. So, I mean, I had those people surrounding me for five of probably the most impressionable years of my life from the time I was 18 to 23 years old. Yeah. And from I, a house fire, you built a 50 story building yeah. basically from, from that house fire. Fr- right? From yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. you know, so, so they, so I learned mm-hmm. and um, honestly, I applied those, the, the values they taught me was Work hard, show up early, stay yeah. late, make right. the sacrifices, right. make a commitment to be consistent with your habits. If it's good, do more of it. If it's bad, do less of it. It's all about your lifestyle, how you carry. I can go on for hours on that. I mean, it's, it's what they taught me. But John and Kenny, and they never lectured to me, and Coach Chesbro, they never lectured to me about, hash, be a good person. They led by example, leaders lead. Sure. They led by example. And I, what I'm lucky with is being 18 to 23 years old is I wasn't that good. I was surrounded by great wrestlers. But, but I paid attention. Yeah. I paid attention. And um, I really paid close attention. And I'm, I'm thankful that I did. And the one thing I specifically remember, like really specific, I remember Kelly, Kenny telling me that. I remember like John would call me when he was training for the Olympics in 92. He'd call me and we'd work out twice a day. I was red shirting at the time. And I remember like he'd call me like on a Sunday morning and say, what time do you want to go today? I'd say, let's go at, he'd call me like at seven o'clock in the morning. And I'd say, let's go at, how's 10 and four? And he'd say, see you then, hang up the phone. Because he, he was going for his, second Olympic title exactly. then exactly he was yeah. very yeah yeah it was just very let's go. what time do you want to go yeah let's go um yeah. how about yeah. uh, 10 and 4 good see you then click yeah but, you know you're looking at the phone thinking you could have said goodbye you know I mean <laughs> hello you know whatever no he was a scientist he Ugh. said it in an interview I watched I was a scientist I was going to make myself oh. that undefeatable invincible I can, person. I can talk about that for 10 years to I you. Know it, I, I saw, I, know. I, yeah. I saw, so I mean, I used to actually think back then how I used to say to myself, I was 18 years old. I say, how cool is that? Mm-hmm. That John Smith is calling me yep. on a Sunday morning yep. saying, pick your times. It's and I'm picking my times. The confluence of events are just unbelievable. So right? I was lucky. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. so lucky in that I was in, I was in the right place at the right time. It's, I guess sure. like winning lottery ticket. I just happened to be in the right place at the yeah, right time. But, Hesh, there was other people that were in the right place at the right time, and they didn't take the advantage of that and didn't put that into their DNA, which you did. I appreciate you saying and you're that. you're doing I mean, that now. I appreciate it. I because mean, you're teaching John now. Well, if he is listening, if he is listening and watching your success, he's definitely incorporating that into his program. I, it's, I appreciate it. It's, it's <laughs> like, you know, I go to like Kenny being hired by Spire. Yeah. Um, it's... You, when you're well, you know this. You've had all the people, all of the talent, all of the legends you've had on your shows and yeah. podcasts. Yeah, uh, you yourself. I mean, when you were coaching, I mean, you coached. Um, my goodness, uh, Coach Haywald. I, yeah. I see. I say Coach Haywald, Mark yeah. Haywald, right? You right, coach. Right. His Olympic alternate, I think it was, wasn't he? Yeah, I didn't coach uh, him. I, I I was on the team. You were on the team. Yeah, I was on the team. With him. So He's were, a couple of years older. You were surrounded by those people. Oh my God! Yeah, all you, those national champions. You passed and Tony DiCarlo. That's my only regret. I've been able to interview all the guys that I really wanted to in my career. And Tony was just too sad. His his mental state was just too sad. I mean, but again, though, but the teams you were on, I mean, at times you were, I think John Carroll, I mean, that team was ranked top five in the country every year. Well, in in my high school senior year, we won the national title. 
<clears throat> so I was a senior in high school, which I watched a national title team, okay, with multiple state yep. national champions. And then Haywald actually took fifth D1. Wow. Back in those yeah. days. That's when you had to if win you, the yeah, D3. If you were D3, and that's how Carlton Hasselrig was yep. a seven-time national yep. champion, mm-hmm. four-time D2, yep. three-time D, yep. D, D1. Yep. So having said all that, this has been a first good part of the segment. But we got to take a break because we somebody pays us to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Just grace. So we want to pay homage to our sponsors. <clears throat> this is Coach Simmer. I'll be right back with Hesh Sagafi. Men, women, if you want to look great, what are you doing? Why aren't you calling Cimarroni Couture? This is Coach Cimarroni. Call Missy, our CEO. We'll take care of you. 216-496-2592. Pick up the phone. Get those shirts, sport coats, suits, pants, dresses, whatever you need. Finest fabrics. Best tailoring on the planet. And right here locally, we'll come to your home, we'll come to your office, or you can come to us. Whatever's your pleasure. Give Missy a call. Cimarroni Couture. Give Missy a call. 216-496-2592. Cimarroni Couture. See Peter Cimarroni Coach. We are all blood. Love to all. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education, 614-648-2440. And we're back with Hesh Agafi, the CEO and founder of Liberty Home Mortgage in his palace of an office that he just purchased. <laughs> and we're so happy to hear that because we need this. We need more investment in Northeast Ohio, Hesh. And I can't tell you how, how proud I am just to be your friend. You well, know. you're way too kind as usual. I appreciate well, it. Well, I mean, this is what One we of my need. mentors. Well, thank you. But this is what we need, you know, and, and we need also not only confidence, but, you know, just gratefulness and humility. We, I, I find so many ugh, kind of just icky <laughs> people that are making money, and it just really aggravates me that Northeast Ohio even has any of those people left. We need I, more people like you. Well, I, you're way too kind. I mean, you know, yeah. they say money's the root of all evil. Yeah. And staying humble yeah. Is is difficult when yeah. you start reaching higher levels of success because yeah. then people start talking yeah. to you, giving you things that yeah. lead people to believe they're they're yeah. something that they're, they're press clippings, on. right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm the greatest thing. You know, it's like this, uh, every Friday I give a talk to whoever in the office building here. Right. You know, it's, we have almost 300 people across 42 42 states. I think it is. Congrats. Um. Thank you. We're trying, right? Mm-hmm. And um. But in this building here, and with COVID, you know, we we send yeah. well. First of all, we send everybody home, and then sure. we start bringing people back in. So, yeah. so it's a different world today. In that before COVID, yeah, I was not a believer in letting anybody work from home, and I said, no, you, our most success yeah, yeah, and our yeah. best efficiencies are done within the building together yeah. as a team. Then, of course, COVID forced us to send everybody home, and then through that, some people were good, some people didn't. We mm-hmm. we found different or new efficiencies and way to be efficient while sure. working in that manner because sure. we were forced to. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm hearing is that we're, you know, with COVID, I think really forced us to be is more empathetic. 
Yes. Understanding yes. other people's ways of yes. just getting through the day. Yeah, because you you're, know? that's a great way to put it because, yeah. because at the end of the day, like it's, we were forced into, like as a business owner, mm -hmm. the business owner, they were forced into it. Was yeah, you forced. didn't have a choice. Was, I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. never believed in having You just had to figure it out, dude. You had to. You, you had just no had choice. to. And it was, that's what our sport is about. Wrestling is figuring it out. Absolutely. You know, getting in the best position with the least amount of work to Absolutely. get the job done, right? And so here's where we sit. And that's a challenge. Yep. So I want to talk to you about the challenges that you see now and in the future. And what what is your vision for liberty in the future? I mean, the it's kind of funny because, you know, it's... I heard quite a bit about this just a few years ago, but mm -hmm. more than ever, I think a mistake that I made as a younger business owner 15, mm -hmm. 20 years ago was I would give a target of a number. Hey, we have to hire 20 people. We need to hire yeah. 20 people by January 1st. Yeah. And that's just that. Yeah. The problem is, is that caused me to hire the wrong people or even if I hired the right people to put them in the wrong seats, there's a book by Jim Collins called Good to Great. Super impressive Fantastic book. book. Super, Love it. super Love impressive it. I'm, I'm about that. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'm about that. Yeah. So it, the problem is that way of we need this many people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Suddenly I was hiring the wrong people. Well, you're putting right you're putting a square place. peg in a round hole. Hundred percent. You're forcing it, and yeah. it just doesn't work. Forcing so, doesn't work. And then I'd be looking at other companies and saying, "Well, if yeah. that company grew by a hundred. I need to keep up with that company." Right. Today I always tell people this is that I only compete with myself. Yeah. Um, other businesses. I mean, Cleveland's kind of a mecca of more, the mortgage industry. Detroit's number one. It's yes. got Quicken Loans and you know, well, yeah, the mortgage. There's our boy Danny big, Gilbert. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then Quicken's also here. But then sure. <laughs> there's sure. other there's a lot of other big companies yeah. in the Cleveland area. Yeah. Cross um, country, right? Uh, uh, absolutely. Ronnie Such just retired. Yep. I don't know what he ran. I think it was Union, union Home Mortgage. I think you know. I think that yeah, yeah. Union's really big. I yeah. mean, there's so there's a lot of big companies yeah. in the industry yeah. nationwide. Yeah. They're located right here in Cleveland. Right. Right. So. Ultimately, like, I don't compete with any of them. I compete with myself. So what You know what I love about that? That's like a golfer. Yep. The great golfers don't compete against the competition. They compete against the course. There you go. I love that. It's, I never understood that. I love I that. knew it. I mean, I was yeah. told that a thousand times to compete yeah. with yourself, don't compete with whatever it all yeah. is. To, to, I'm just talking the last, in the last couple of years. You're creating the landscape. I it's, love that. It's, it's, yeah. it's very organic in that- sure. um, if I hide, like from this point forward, like if I hide, we, we've gone from two people to almost 300 people in seven years. Amazing. Um, if I hire, if anyone else comes on board, that's great. If mm -hmm. I don't, we never grow another person. That's fine too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't focus on growing. And it's kind of funny. I go back to what John Smith taught me. He taught me, he actually told this to me that I was too worried about winning and losing. Yeah. I remember that. In the and first I just interview. needed to mm -hmm. wrestle. Yeah. Well, in business, I tie that to don't focus on the goal, focus on the process. Yeah. Today, mm. and for the last seven years of this company, I am just 100% on the process. Okay. If we get people, we get them. If we don't, we don't. Right. So my long-term vision for the company, it's mm. not about, <laughs> I expect to be um, up to 500 people. And then I, I have no number at all. It just, it just, I actually thought we were at like, I actually thought recently we were like at like, somewhere in like the low twos, mm -hmm. but then I saw payroll and I saw, you know, it's, I yeah. get all the paychecks of the entire company's right. one PDF file. So I saw the PDF file and was like, it was just something like 267 or 272. And I, I went to Melissa and I said, how many people do we have working here? Because it, it looks like if some people are getting double paychecks or something, she said, no, that's how many we have. So I'm not focused on a number. I'm just focused on the process and, 
and just being as great as we can be as individuals. I gave a talk this morning to my people. Sure. So, so I give a talk every Friday. That's Whoever great. wishes to attend is allowed to attend. If you want to attend, you do. If you don't, you don't, whatever. And the talk today was on a servant mentality. Love it. And it was just on something because we're bigger as a company. We're now in a bigger space. We're in a bigger building. So the problem that we got in a little bit away from, and that's why I gave the talk this morning, was when people come in to the building, now people will just sort of, it doesn't happen a lot, but it bothers me that I'm even going to say this. We don't greet the person like we used to greet them. When we're mm. in a smaller office space. We're sitting on top of each other. You had to greet the person. You were there sitting right there yeah. in the face. Yeah. But now with the building being what it is, we don't greet people's the way we used to. We don't ask every single person, is there anything I can do for you? Would you like yeah. a water? Would you like a coffee? Yeah. Uh, but you just like gave me food? a water. Thank you. Because I got go. a frog in my throat. <laughs> so, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's, it's a servant mentality mm. and it's, um, it starts with me though. Like I, yeah. I have to remember that and keep that in mind. And I get frustrated. I get angry. I have good days. I have bad days or bad moments. So I should sure. say in days. Sure. So, I mean, you have to keep that mentality. It's, yeah. And it's difficult because we're human. We're flawed. Yeah. You know, no one's perfect. No. Everyone's going to make mistakes. No. Embrace your fr frailties. But also to. understand that that's how we get better. Right? That's 100%. how we get better. And here's the other thing that I, I think I hear from you is that you're looking for growth, but it's strategic growth that has a purpose yep. and it has a message. Yep. Okay? So if you see that vision, and I understand that maybe you're not looking Okay, uh, three, five years ahead, but you're, you've gotten here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you had to have some vision. So what do you see as the challenges moving forward, and what ultimately are you looking to do with Liberty? It, interestingly, like quite honestly, my, mm -hmm. I'll answer the second question first of what sure. am I looking to do with the company. I personally believe that this will be a billion-dollar company. Perfect. Um, Love that answer. And I, yeah. I, I see that because I see other companies who have done it, so they've they've – shattered the glass ceiling, you can say. Yeah. So they've lifted my own limitations that I've placed upon myself. Um, so so as far as what am I planning on doing with that, I just think that this company could be one of the leaders in the industry. Sure. And as far as um, what do we do now, mm -hmm. quite honestly, I just believe that we're going to, it's, it's about being the best you can be every single day. Sure. And truly, I want to focus on the people I have. Yeah. Instead of worrying about bringing other people on board, what I need to do as the owner, the leader of the company is I have to focus on the people I have more and I have to make them better and I have to lead better mm -hmm. because leaders lead yep. and it starts with the leader yep. and how I act and how I talk and what I believe is going to come down to everyone else. So I have to be very cognizant of how I carry myself, the lifestyle I sure, lead, sure. the things I do. Sure. Um, and again, knowing that I'm flawed, I know that I'm going to make mistakes and I've right. got to pay attention to it and make those corrections when I do make them. And you know, I know that you're <clears throat> a big reader. Yes. You weren't, but you are not. now. Two books in 28 years. Yeah. I love that. And I've always been a big reader. I, I, I have this, I have a master's in history, so you had to be wow. a reader <laughs> from John Carroll University. Yeah. Oh you know, God, so yeah. they held you accountable. Much for, higher standard yes, than most held. academics. Course. So, but the, 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 the reason I'm bringing that up <clears throat> is there was a book in the seventies that's kind of gone out of, out of uh, fashion, but I would, Highly recommend you, lead, you read this because it's about leadership mm -hmm. and about how not to become incompetent. It's called the Peter Principle. Okay. Of all things, right? I will look it up and buy it today. And the, the whole core of it was people go to their level of incompetence. Oh, wow. Particularly CEOs. Oh, boy. Right? And particularly entrepreneurs. If you get ahead of the game, dude, you'll never become incompetent. By reading this book or other books like it. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Peter Principle. Yep. Having said that, I love that you're you're constantly, you know, 
looking in the mirror. That's what great leaders do. Look in the mirror, challenge themselves, say, I've got this flaw. Let me try to minimize this flaw or eradicate this flaw. And I think that you're doing that also in your company by investing in your people. Right. Okay. And investing in your people to winnow out the frailties of your leadership and getting them more strong. The greatest asset, excuse me, sure. the greatest asset of a company is its people. Yeah. Richard Branson said no that um, I don't put the customer first, I put my employees first because when you put your employees first, they take care of your customers. Sure. So the, the the core philosophy today of my company, it wasn't like this when Melissa and I opened the company. Okay, okay. It was just the two of us. Sure. And sure. I didn't really think much beyond each day. The next day, the yeah. Part, well, right? I'm going to make payroll. That's it, right? <laughs> Feed my face. It's, I didn't yeah. want to tell her that. Of course, yeah, yeah. she'd be a little nervous. I get it. Well, listen, you know, we're all but, there. Um, it's... Without thinking beyond that, it's today, it's the employee experience. So the truth is I pour everything into my employees. Now, again, going back to a small business or a smaller business, I mean, there's there's businesses of 1,000 people. Oh, yeah. You've had them on your show that would look at my company and say, Hesh, you're small. You know, there's companies that will look at me that are smaller and say, Hesh, you're gigantic. Yep. But to the small business owner out there, I would say, again, it's the employee experience. And the truth is, is I've never believed it more than I do today of take care of your people. No doubt. Um, and you do, man. When I walked through here today, that we, was fantastic. We try yeah. and I'm always working on it. You know, it's yeah. funny because a lot of people do ask me, how's, how's business going? And I think I've given the same answer forever, I think, is it's it's going good, but it could be better. There's a lot of things we can do better. Um, it just all starts with me. It's just, it's just, I'm just convinced of it. I've, you know, I've told people and you've, you've heard my story on the last sure. uh, thing oh, of where, I, where I was drowning yeah. in credit card debt sure. and Oof. had no money. And I always yeah. tell people, I say, when I was dead broke and had no money, I wasn't a loser. And just because today I've got a little bit more money than I did back then. And um, I'm in a much better place. It doesn't make me a winner. What makes you a winner is that you want to improve. <clears throat> That's what makes you the winner. And it's the platinum rule that I hear in here. The platinum rule is not the golden rule. The platinum rule is, I think, evolved. It's do unto others as they wish to be done unto. That's a good one. That's a very good one. And I'm seeing this here. I'm seeing that you are paying attention to your people. Yes. And that's what this is all about. They're the most important. That's why today's talk when I gave it to my people was it was having a servant mentality. I'm your servant. It was. Yeah. yeah, I'm here to serve you. It was, I'm here to serve you. I get it. It's when people come in our door, Mm. I said, I think we've. Don't take advantage of me. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing you always have to watch, right? Yeah. It's it's mutual respect. 100%. Mutual respect. But that's something I thought like, again, but it it still starts with me. if, If my people are not greeting people the way that I think they should be, the truth of the matter is it starts with me. It's my fault. Sure. I always tell people this is whatever mistakes are made here. Um, are truly my fault. Starts with me. Of course. Any successes that are here, <laughs> excuse me, yeah. are in my opinion are the are the on the shoulders of all my people. Yeah. My successes are because of others. My Harry failures Truman. are Harry because Truman. of myself. Harry Truman. Buck stops here. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's as tried and true as it is then, and it is today. And you have and to I put in that. the work. You know, I yeah. saw. I, I again learning that from Coach Smith, Coach Monday, sure. Sure. people like that. You've got to put in the work, even after they've won the titles, they still put in the work. Of course. And so. You know, this has been a fantastic interview. Gosh, I, I just, it, I just you're love. Always, you always make it what it is. So I appreciate <laughs> oh God, love you. Well, you're, you're just energizing. It's fantastic. Um, but you know, we're coming out of this, right? The Delta variant is starting to wane a little bit, and we're starting to see some of the numbers coming down. And you know, typical, you know, mutations of virus. Sure. You know, but 
They don't. They aren't as 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 fatal, but they're more contagious because they want to live. The virus right. is smart, right? So we're going to end, end up eventually having this as a, a chronic situation, right. but not as a fatal situation. Right. Having said that, I want you to leave our audience, if you would, with some words of encouragement and some courage, if you would. I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, you're way too kind as usual. Yeah. So, I mean, it's at the end of the day, you can only do the best that you can do. And the facts are the facts is that the world's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Human civilization will continue. Everything's going to continue. Right. Focus on yourself. Right. Be the best person you can be. You know, when it comes to business, for example, manage the budget. Pay attention to your expenses and your income. Track yeah. it daily. Yeah. You've got to focus and stay hyper-focused on that and on those numbers and that type of information. Sure. And as far as where we are as an economy, let's just say, if I keep this towards business, of course. is that you got to keep working hard and finding your opportunities. Today's talk, I actually wanted to give a talk on a statement that Winston Churchill said, which is actually my favorite um, saying in the world, which Whoa. is the pessimist sees the difficulty within the opportunity and an optimist sees the opportunity within the difficulty. Right. The truth of the matter is, is that as bad as COVID did to the economy and to people, mm-hmm. and it's, it's horrible, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it cre- there's opportunities. Absolutely. Opportunities have been created. You have to find those opportunities and look for them. Now, a lot of people who are pessimists, they look for the problems sure. and they go find them. Yeah. You want to find problems today. <laughs> you don't have to go far <laughs> and look and open yeah. your eyes. And there's yeah. a million of them out there. Totally. But the truth is, is you yeah. find those opportunities and there's a million more opportunities out there. I mean, Maverick here sitting to my left, of course. Yeah. Um, Producer extraordinaire. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah. we have a, a new part of our marketing department, a new arm of it. And Maverick's got equipment here that, that yeah. he was kind enough to give a little bit of a, a little bit of a drilling or experience or tutelage to some of my people on. Sure. But again, it's, it's opportunities. Yeah. You know, I, I, I Maverick, game, I'm, baby. I'm lucky enough to have Maverick sitting next to yeah. me yeah. and suddenly I wanted to take advantage of that opportunity sure. and have sure. him maybe give a little knowledge to some of my people. And he was yeah. kind enough just like you said, givers gain mentality, servant yep. mentality. Yep. And he did that. And I appreciate Maverick. Thank you very much for that one. I'm not yeah. supposed to look over in his direction. No, it's great. No, we love to, Listen, it's, it's a family. I don't know if I'm all looking at like <laughs> he's is, coaching me on this, this thing. This is my right? best friend's son. So I mean, it's, right, it's he beautiful. does an unbelievable job, but it, yeah. so it's, it's seeing opportunities. Sure. I saw Maverick. I saw the equipment. I saw an opportunity. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, those are opportunities. So, so to, to the people listening, I, I say, at the end of the day, take advantage of the opportunities. Um, something I say constantly is every day is a gift. Yes. You know, it's it's just, it's, it, every day is a gift. It's just that simple of an equation. Be thankful, yeah. carry a thankful heart, be appreciative of everything we have. Yes. Um, and I think that's what I would leave people with. I love it. Well, Hesh, you've been magnificent. Thank you well, for your hospitality and the incredible company that you have created, but more importantly, the incredible family and culture that you're nurturing. Well, you're too kind again, coach. So I appreciate everything you do for me. Thanks again. God bless. This is coach Cimarroni for undeniable. We are all blood love to all. You know, we love serve pro of Beachwood as a sponsor and Jack Coslin, former all state wrestler from Beachwood who wrestled with my producer's father every day, Maverick Peters, Scott Peters, Dr. Scott Peters on a daily basis. They both made, made the state tournament and that quality of making and all that foundational pieces of making the, the state tournament has served Jack well, Jack Coslin, the owner of serve pro of Beachwood. And you know what he needs now? He needs management help. 
and the opportunities for working with ServPro and getting a career in ServPro management have never been better. You need to seek out Jack Coslin at ServProBeachwood.com for these incredible management positions, starting at $70,000 a year, full benefits. That's right, full benefits, absolute opportunity for growth with ServPro of Beachwood. Give Jack Coslin a call. Call Jack Coslin, Serve Pro of Beachwood at 216-464-4498 and mention Blood Time and Undeniable with Coach Cimarroni.